Hello and welcome to episode number 25. Today we've got special guest Ju Russell all the way over in Switzerland and we are chatting about how she's overcome a lot of adversity to find her love and passion for travel. This is a great episode guys, I hope you enjoy. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host Zena Jones. Learn inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo woman travelers from all over the globe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another awesome episode of Solo Woman Travel Tribe Podcast. Now today, I have woken up this lovely lady all the way over in Montreux, Switzerland. Her name is Du. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Xena. <laughs> Thank you so Hi. much for coming on, and I'm so sorry you had to get up at like 5 a.m. for this. It's crazy. <laughs> no problem. It's thank a pleasure. You. Oh, thank you. Now, I'm really worried about how I'm pronouncing where you're from, so can you just tell everybody where in Switzerland you are? I live in Montreux. Okay, I totally can't say it like that, and I love your accent, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Okay, so our podcast title today is Overcoming Adversity to Travel. Now, you sent me an email a little while back, and your background just absolutely blew me away. Can you tell us a little bit about the adversity that you've overcome to get to where you are today, and just give us a little bit of background? Mm -hmm. So, um, I grew up in Spain. Uh, I have uh, lived there for 20 years, and so... I had a very dysfunctional family, so it was quite hard for me. Uh, I didn't have any support from my parents uh, or anything. So it was really one of the reasons that pushed me to start traveling. Uh, My dad used to abuse substances and get drunk almost every day, and he was abusive physically and emotionally, Mm -hmm. and so it was quite hard. So since a very young age, I was starting uh, to think, um, how can I just live? Yeah. Like, how can I get out of this situation? Mm-hmm. Because on top of that, I also was bullied at school because, you know, it's some kind of, um, when you are, it can happen uh, that when you are uh, physically uh, abused, when at home, for example, then yeah. you also attract this kind of stuff everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So people tend to do the same in Everywhere you go, like it can happen at work, it can happen uh, also when you go to school and it can happen to many places because of your mental uh, situation, how you behave. And uh, when you are a kid, you don't know how to deal with that. So when I was uh, young, I started thinking, well, maybe if I just leave the country, then I will be able to escape from all of this and then... I can, I can be free. So when I was uh, 
20, well, before that, actually, I started working in a bar. I was getting paid really, really low pay, and it was really hard. I was working long shifts, and every single day when I was at work that I totally hated, I was thinking, don't worry, don't cry, it's okay. With this money, you can pay your for, for your driving license, and you will be able to pay for a, fly, a ticket to go somewhere else, and you will be able to go. So I always kept in mind that it's hard now, but in six months, in eight months, you will be able to go. And then eventually this happened. Uh, I got enough money and I had this friend, she was German, yeah. and she told me, you know, actually, I, I have uh, an idea of how you could leave Spain. And I was like, oh, just tell me about it. And she told me, you know, uh, in Germany, we have au pairs. I don't know if you know about au pairs, but au pairs is a girl that works uh, for a family. So you go to another country and you learn the language. It's the family that pays for your school fees. And so you live with them, you have your own room, and then you can uh, take care of their kids and you are paid also. So basically you get a house, so the accommodation, and you can learn a new language and you can... Uh, have the support of another family also so you get pocket money so you can actually travel this way also so, so this was my idea over this side of the because world I, i'll just point out i think we call it a nanny like an au pair is also like a, a live-in nanny is that right does that sound right? exactly yeah. exactly yes mm-hmm. okay. so but in here it's called au pair in yeah. europe and uh, well actually i think that in australia and america you can call it also au pair mm-hmm. because it is a very specific contract they have to pay you for the language course uh, when you are a nanny then you cannot uh, they, they don't pay you the 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 college or the school fees for learning a, a new language. Yeah. So I think this is the difference, the main difference between both of them. So actually, I also wanted to be become a flight attendant oh, so wow. that I could visit many places. <laughs> yes. But uh, I remember my dad used to tell me, you won't study this because if you study this, you will die because... Talibans will come, they oh hijack God. your plane, and then they will crash like they did in America. And I was very shocked about these things, and they were very controlling, so I, I couldn't do that. So I just decided that in two weeks, I'm leaving. But it's something that I had planned since three weeks, uh, three months before. So I had met uh, a lovely family from the UK, and uh, I decided to go with them. And uh, actually, it was a very good experience. The mom was very supportive. And the kids was a bit hard, but it's okay. Yeah. It cannot be harder than what I lived <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> and, um, and so at first, it was a bit hard because I was actually worried about... I have never taken a plane. I'm not actually scared about it, but... I have to go there. And it's also getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. when you have been inside a bubble, like your parents control every single thing and they don't let you do any any single thing. You cannot even go out. Then when you just say, okay, now I'm completely free, what do I do with this freedom yeah. that I just have? So at first, uh, I was maybe in a bit of denial, like, okay, I can do all these things, but I don't want to do them on my own. I want someone to be with me when I just go out and visit. I don't like visiting 
around on my own. So I was a bit apprehensive about how I was uh, going to move around in England. Were you scared? uh, Like, were you scared to get on that plane by yourself and leave behind, like, what you knew? No. You weren't I was not scared of what I was leaving behind Mm -hmm. because for me it was the start of a freedom and uh, life without being physically physically or emotionally uh, abused. So for me this was a very good thing. The only thing Mm -hmm. is that you don't know how what's waiting for you in the other side. Yeah. But I was actually very because of my background uh, anything could be better yes definitely. <laughs> or that's yeah. what I thought actually yeah. and it's so lucky that you you were able to think that way and that you didn't just think oh well this is all I have this is what I have to put up with yes yeah. this is the main problem of many girls they think or, or boys actually they just think that this is the situation they are going to have to be stuck forever and actually even if my life was hard when you compare it to people that are on war zones or to people that are suffering 100 things worse than what i had then to just think how can I help these people to understand that there is always a solution that you might not have the money, but you can always try to find ways to live. And it's going to be hard, but it's always possible. You just Mm -hmm. have to believe in yourself and just don't concentrate on what can go wrong, but you have to really think it can only be better. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Focus on what could go right. So what happened Mm -hmm. when you got to London? Or was it London? Sorry. Uh, no, actually, it was Manchester. Manchester. So right. uh, I was I was living there for eight uh, nine months, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually the mom um, called me one day and she told me I'm actually going to divorce my husband, and so actually we're going to have um, shared custody of the kids, so we don't need you anymore. Oh, wow. So um, you have to find a new job, but don't worry, you can. As long as when you find your job, then you can leave. It doesn't need to be tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I shared this on Facebook with my friends. And so I had some friends from Manchester. And one of my friends told me, oh, but you know, I have worked in, in many places like hotels in Cyprus, uh, in, in Turkey, in this and in that. And I just uh, worked to like try to make people make parties and be happy and stuff like this. So because you speak English and you speak Spanish, then I'm sure you can find a job. I can help you with that. And so I was like, oh, that's awesome because that's another way to travel again and live somewhere uh, and kind of for free, you know? And so he told me that I could come over and that he would help me. So the mom told me, what's out you know maybe he wants something and I was like no he just wants to help me and then so when he got there he actually raped me and this was like the worst experience in my life even more because I live with the kind of regret that um she told me be careful probably he wants something and I said no but did you think he was your friend you you like knew this person uh, he was supposedly my friend. I yeah. think a friend wouldn't do that. Oh, my God, but, no. That's awful. Yes. So this was really, really bad. And then I just got home. 
I was crying for one whole month. <laughs> I mm. didn't want to get out of the house. Mm. And so I just concentrated in trying to find another au pair job. And so I decided to move to Switzerland. And so in Switzerland, uh, I arrived in Switzerland. And again, a bad family. Well, again, not like in England, but it was a bad family. The mom was a bit crazy. So I had to find another family. Sometimes she forgot I existed. She was locking me outside. <laughs> so I had to sleep outside during the night and stuff oh like that. Oh, my this. gosh. Wow. <laughs> Yes. So actually, there are things that can go wrong. But actually, afterwards, I found that a very nice family that completely introduced me to the Swiss world and that she um, made me join a school to learn French better because I also had some basic knowledge of French. And so in Switzerland, I was, um, I actually how would you say that? Like, I'm, I got to know the culture a lot better than I would have known in England. Mm -hmm. And um, then I started working in Switzerland and I stayed here. Actually, my, my idea when I arrived in Switzerland was to move to Germany after and then maybe go to the US. I just wanted to go and go from one place to the other and uh, start a new life in new places every single time so that I could live for free, I could learn languages. And for me, actually, um, my idea of traveling also comes down to the fact that the most languages you know, the more you can travel and the easier it is to, to connect with people around and maybe find a job in those places so that you can lower the, 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 pay, the, the price that you pay to travel to these places. So how many languages do you speak then? Well, I speak uh, two languages, uh, well, Spanish and another language that we have in Spain, which is Valencian. Uh, I have, well, this is only from a region. Then I speak French, I speak English, as you can hear. Yeah. <laughs> I I can speak a bit of German, but my knowledge wow. is not that that good. And then because I speak Spanish, French, and Valencian, then I can understand Portuguese and Italian. But wow. I answer in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I am so impressed by that. Like, you know, from your background that you, you, you can learn all of those languages. I have tried to learn another language, and I think it is so hard. <laughs> I'm but you know, we cannot like excel at everything. Exactly. I might not be good at maths or history or science, and I am quite good at languages at yeah. least. That's amazing. So you've been through some really, really hard and mentally challenging times. How do you stay so positive through all of this? Sometimes it's hard to stay positive, but I think it all comes down to the fact that um, you cannot just like pity yourself forever and think, okay, I have to accept this is my life. This is how it goes. And it has to go wrong and spiral down. I don't want to be like this. I think that I am kind of a warrior and we all are warriors inside of us. Mm -hmm. So we have to try to fight for our happiness. Yeah. And the only way to stay positive is trying to see the positive part. But sometimes there is no positivity. You just need to cry. You yeah. can cry for two days and then 
you are better the next day. You just accept it, but you always try to find something positive. Mm. And it's just, to look forward. Yeah, completely. And if you need to cry, it's just acknowledging that, hey, I've been through something really hard. I need to cry. I need to go through that. And then I need to think, okay, what's next? You know, what could go right? You know, what's, you know, what's the positive that I can look forward to? Exactly. Because, yeah. you know, actually, it's actually a, a taboo in our society that we have to be always happy. And it is not possible. We have to it's acknowledge not. that yeah. we can be sad, that we can be angry. Mm-hmm. And those are negative but natural reactions of our body. They react this way. So if we want to block it and we want to think, okay, sometimes some things are really hard to, for us to deal right now. So we can block them somewhere in our heads, but we have to deal with them somehow at one point because if you don't deal with them then they come back later in life and maybe one day you just explode you're just crying you don't understand what's happening to you and it's because you have many problems that you didn't deal with Mm. uh, in your head so actually it's actually a work on yourself I also have done a lot of therapy and this is no uh, nothing to be shamed of. Many people think it's weird or old, you're crazy because you're going to the psychologist and actually it's not just taking care of yourself like you Completely. would if you break your leg. Exactly. And it, you've got to, you know, yeah, if you need help, it is a sign of strength to go and get help. Completely. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. you said something before I really wanted to address and it was, you, uh, I'm just trying to think you're not going to be positive 100% of the time or rather you're not going to be happy 100% of the time and I think those two things go hand in hand so you won't be positive and happy 100% of the time and I love that you said that because you know without sadness we wouldn't know happiness without hate we wouldn't know love you know like it it goes hand in hand and yeah I really love that you drew attention to that Mm -hmm. Mm. because I think it's very important that people realize that Obviously, life is not pink. As I said, like many things happen to me, even more than I didn't address. Yeah. But um, you, you, uh, you have to try to overcome them and try to find always something positive. But you also have to try to accept that you are sad, that your heart is broken somehow, and then afterwards you can move on. Because mm-hmm. then if you just... Uh, burn this step then you cannot really move on it's Mm -hmm. somewhere in your head in your heart and it won't leave you until you really accept it yeah completely completely so when did you establish your passion and the real love of travel that you have well I actually when I arrived in Switzerland uh I had no experience in Switzerland my French was not really that good I had to work uh, for example, on fast food jobs, uh, I had to to have really jobs that are not that good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I couldn't travel. I had no money to travel. I had no money to do anything. I kept on checking all these pictures and I was like, oh, my friends love traveling. In Switzerland, people are really crazy about traveling. Uh, in Spain, they wouldn't leave Spain. Wow. <laughs> uh, most of the people. So yeah. when, for example, when I was leaving Spain, people would tell me, oh, you are 
adventurous, but it was like uh, not in a good way, you know, it was mm. pejorative actually. And mm. in Switzerland, people love to, to travel. So you see all these pictures that they share and you're like, actually, I want to do that too. And at first I was like, well, I will travel around Europe. Uh, and maybe North America, uh, maybe Australia, Oceania, and stuff like this. But I don't want to try to travel to Africa or Asia because it's too different. You know, you have these ideas of maybe they are going to do something to me because, you know, on TV you see many negative things sometimes. And then I realized, but why wouldn't I try to see it for my, by myself and make my own idea? TV is always trying to show bad things mm -hmm. uh, and that are not actually true sometimes. Like bad things happen everywhere. Exactly. But in Switzerland, for yeah. example, they are blocked. They don't want to show that there are bad things happening because they want people to think that we live in a country that is very um, secure. But they still happen. They show. So interesting that you say that because the media really controls what we see and what we hear about the world. So, you know, it, it and it is 90% of the time. I actually read there were some facts about this that I think it's 95% was the number of the news is actually negative. So the media portrays the negative, um, you know, mm -hmm. versions of different things happening around the world because that is what sells. Exactly, but this is also awful. how they can control population. <laughs> it's awful, if they, yeah. they are scared, mm. uh, then they can control them better. Mm -hmm. So I, I just stopped watching TV <laughs> and I thought, okay, you can travel to these places, you can just join groups of girls like us that are traveling so you can ask them before you go you can get all the information that you need to know how can you protect yourself in those places before you go and mm -hmm. so like this you also have a background it's not like just going to a resort uh, on holidays because you're not really visiting when yeah. you are going to a resort so yeah. I this is also how I wanted to just travel around the world yeah yeah so have you done much traveling have you started to get out and explore yes I mm -hmm. actually um, haven't been in Oceania or um, in Africa yet uh, those are the two places that I want to go next year um, but uh, otherwise I have been in Asia I have been many places in Europe and in America that's fantastic it's so good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you have to come to this part of the world. You have to, to come to New Zealand. <laughs> yes, it's completely the, the opposite as yeah. the North uh, Pole, uh, not the North Pole, the North <laughs> Hemisphere. I'm like but, so uh, far away from you. I'm the opposite side of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will be close soon because I will be in the Philippines for Christmas, so it's not that oh, far. There you go. You're a lot closer then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, something you said to me when you sent the email through really struck a chord, and I wanted to read it out. So mm -hmm. you said, we will carry our wounds forever, but we can carry them to help others find their passion and accepting who, who we are and what we are worth, which is love and happiness. Can you speak yes. to that for a minute? Because I just found that so inspiring. So many people uh, think um, when they struggle with uh, dysfunctional families like me, at first you think, 
I am not worthy. I don't like people don't have to love me. Uh, people wouldn't have to help me if I need help. If I, if something happens to me in the street, no one is going to help me, which happens m many times. People wouldn't help you at all. But you have to think, okay, I, I am worthy. Everyone is worthy mm -hmm. we love uh, we, we deserve love we deserve happiness and we deserve a better situation that we have right now for those who are suffering for different uh, kinds of um, abusing relationships with people or you are you might be abused financially people are taking money from you or there is many different kinds of, of abuse so you have to believe that you are worth more than this situation and try to move forward mm -hmm. from it and you have to fight for yourself yeah. and mm -hmm. the fact that some things happening uh, are happening to you uh, it is quite taboo to speak about it as I said to you before so people tend to try to hide these things because they are ashamed of what has happened to them but actually the fact that you can explain what happened to you can help others to find their way like maybe there are girls that have the same situation as as i had and they were thinking how can i escape and they are like okay she talked about being an opera how can i find this there are a few websites where i can join and i can find families and then i can travel so this is how they can just get out of a bad situation and then you can try to move on from that and try to find other better situations after that but um if i didn't explain this maybe someone didn't uh, wouldn't know that there is uh, that you can travel and work in another country for free you only pay your plane ticket there are families that even pay your plane ticket so yeah, yeah. Um, there's ways to to get out if you need to yeah Exactly. So I think it's very important to explain that it is uh, what is happening to you because it can help other people mm -hmm. and you can you encourage other people You give you empower them by telling them it's OK what's happening to you. And I understand that you are living through a, you are having a very bad path right now. But imagine with everything that has happened to me, I could move on and I'm sure you can move on. You just need to tell them and the when someone hears those words and they, they feel accepted and they feel the love and they think, okay, this person believes in me. So why don't I believe in myself? Mm. And they just try to, to do the same. And then actually they can find their passion. Like I found mine, which was traveling around the world. And they might find it this way too. Maybe they think, okay, I actually don't like this. I don't like traveling. Yeah. But who doesn't? <laughs> and uh, well, people that are scared, actually. But actually, again, when you are scared of traveling, it's because you're blocked somehow. So it's always about trying to to surpass yourself. Mm. And sometimes it's hard, but yeah, we but can. I, I really love that you said that you are basically. You know, I want to sum it up. You are not what happened to you. You are not the circumstances and the events and the things that have or are happening to you. And exactly. Somebody once told me that um, I am worthy just because I'm human. And I really love mm -hmm. that. So we are all worthy 
because we're here on this planet and we're human. So we're worthy. We're, we're already here. Like, and I love that everyone is worthy. Mm-hmm. But some people, it's hard for them to understand. Mm-hmm. For me, it yeah. was hard to understand, too, that I was worthy. And I would accept being mistreated and being in these very bad relationships that I, that I could have. And I was accepting it because I thought, if I don't put up with this, I will have no one. Mm-hmm. And there, when you have lived these kind of things, you are really um, sensitive somehow, and you might find yourself um, thinking, okay, no one loves me, no one is there for me. If I am sick, no one is going to come and help me. If I am in hospital, who is going to come to visit me? And this actually happened. This actually happened. I was in hospital and no one came. I was for three weeks. And no one came and you accept this because there are some people that take advantage of the way you, uh, how sensitive you are and they are going to try to manipulate you. And men, manipulators are really, really good at seeing who can they take under like, okay, I can help you. I can do this for you. They see when you need them the most and then they can juice you and they they try to take as advantage as they can and then they can tell you, okay, you have no one and then you believe it that there is no one else for there for you and that no one loves you. And so you think, okay, I have to stay here because no one else loves me, only him. And so you stay in bad relationships sometimes because you think you are not worth it, mm. but you are. Yeah, and I love, yeah, that is it. At the end of the day, you are, you are worthy. So I hope that that message reaches somebody that, that really needs it for sure. Can you uh-huh. can you tell us about something that you've learned from the actual traveling? So when you've been out there traveling, what what's something that you've learned? Um, I don't. I think I said it before. Um, in Spain, people can be very. They don't like traveling outside Spain. Most of them. Maybe now it's a bit different, but most people, like old people, are very old-minded and they think something is going to happen to you. So you think, if I go to places like Asia or if I go to war zones or if I go to, I don't know where, something might happen to you. Like something will happen to you for sure. And they are giving you... uh, very bad advices <laughs> of how to, uh, to, to uh, of the idea that you have to have about these countries. And then once you go there and you are between these people, uh, then you realize that they are actually good people too. They are mm-hmm. not bad. Mm-hmm. And so you are scared sometimes of leaving your comfort zone. As I said, you don't speak the language. You don't understand absolutely anything of what they are saying. And it's a different culture. So people are scared of what's different. So most of them, actually. So one thing that I learned is to be more open-minded. Because when Mm -hmm. I was young, I came, uh, my family was racist. They were clearly racist. So I had some ideas in my head. And that I, for example, you cannot just have a friend that is Muslim. And you cannot have a friend that is from this country or that country or my dad used to say uh you don't you can go anywhere you want in the world from spain 
to the north, but you don't go down because it's too dangerous. It's, things will happen to you, which is completely wrong. So uh, you learn to be open-minded, to get yourself into their cultures, to be, um, to be accepting and not to judge people mm-hmm. and not to judge their cultures because, as they say, uh, the, the media wants to control many things and obviously there are bad people everywhere, but not everyone is bad. So this is yes. the, the thing yes. that was most important to me that I learned is mm-hmm. to accept everyone and not to judge them because I don't want to be judged either. Right. I think, yeah, being open-minded is such a valuable lesson that all of us learn. The more that we travel, I think the more we learn and understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you kind of appreciate it from new levels. And like you say, you you know, you know, don't judge other people and you give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Like you said, there's bad people everywhere, but not everyone is bad. So of course, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and bad things can happen to you anywhere, anywhere. In, the, in the world. Yeah. You just have to be cautious of how you, how you present yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go out and you're in another country and there are many girls that are getting drunk and some guys are going to spill just drugs on their drink, they don't even realize, and then they're drugged, passed out, and they can rape them, they can do bad things, so you just have to be careful who you are with, and Mm. I am very a trustful person, but you still have to think, okay, maybe men want something from me. And that, I mean, I that know. can happen anywhere, like you say. I mean, you could have your drink spiked in New Zealand or you could have it spiked in America or you could have it spiked or in Iraq yes. or Switzerland. I mean, anywhere. But, yes. yeah, it always just comes down to having your wits about you and, and yeah, being being cautious in that sort of a scenario for sure. So have you always traveled solo, though, or did that happen later on in your journey? So when I started traveling solo, it's when I left um, Spain and I went to the UK. Mm-hmm. And then I traveled again to Italy. I went to uh, to uh, Switzerland. I went to Belgium. And then I was traveling with my ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just... I, you can realize really by traveling with someone that you are not meant to be together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it'll and test then, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <really>. yeah. <laughs> you don't share the same kind of um, interest. So if you don't have the same interest, it's better like sometimes to be uh, on your own. But uh, it also comes to the fact that after I... I am, I am single now. I am divorced. Um, so it's hard sometimes when you go with friends, you don't have the same interest. Sometimes uh, we went to the Dominican Republic last year with two friends. And because I speak Spanish, then they were just expecting me to be the, their guy. Mm. So I have to check <laughs> everything up. I have to do every single thing myself. I have to drive while they sleep in the car. And I was sick and I was I had fever and I had five hours drive, but they didn't want to drive. They wanted me to do it because they don't speak Spanish and yeah. stuff like this. So <laughs> it's too much drama. And then, okay, we want to do this. They don't want to do it anymore. So someone has to give in and it's just too hard. When you are on your own, you can decide everything you want to do. And um, if 
sometimes you feel lonely and you don't like it because you think, okay, I'm a very social person. I would like to to do this trip with someone so someone can take pics of me or stuff like this. But um, there are always ways to to meet people if you go to hostels. Uh, I wouldn't go to bars or stuff like this because I don't drink and I don't like going on my own to to bars. <laughs> but you can always um, join some tours, some activities, mm. and even at the airport, even in your plane, you might meet people that are in the same situation as you um, if you're yeah. open and happy it's easy to meet people if you're open like you say and yeah yeah so there's no reason not to travel when you can go solo and you'll meet such amazing people along the way I just wanted to speak to what you said before about how your friends made you you know do all of that work because you spoke the language I've been in a similar situation when uh, because I was a travel agent for a while, I had uh-huh. friends that I would travel with. And just because of that background, they expected me to do everything. So they expected me to navigate like a country I'd never been in, like navigate and like, you know, do the hotel check-in process and like, you know, find the rental car company, all of that sort of stuff. And I would, I just remember uh-huh. being really frustrated the further into the trip I got because it was this real expectation that, you know, because I had that background, you know, I I was expected to do it. And yeah, it's interesting. It, it really does test friendships and relationships. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Well, it yeah. clearly did break my friendship with two, these two girls. Yeah. And I don't talk to them anymore. But oh, actually, yeah. it's somehow, as I said before, you can really learn if you are... Um, if you are similar, if you see the world the same way, if someone wants to take advantage of you, you can really see many things when you travel with people because you see another part of them mm, that you wouldn't yeah. see when they are at their house and you just see them for a few hours then you go back home. So yeah, definitely. It, it does. It does um, show another side of people when you travel. And yeah, it is a real learning experience. And I have to say, like, on the other side of that, on the flip side, like I have some friends who I love traveling with. And I really Uh enjoy going with them. And yeah, so it goes both ways, but there's nothing like traveling on your own. I mean, that is a forever new experience, isn't it? Like it's always changing and challenging and exciting in different ways. Because when you travel on your own and then you come back home, you feel like, I don't know, superwoman. Yeah. Oh my God. You realize everything that. that you just did. Yes. Like, I made that. I did made that. Friends, and you just feel so like empowered. Uh-huh. I don't know. When I came back from my last trip, I just felt like, oh my god, I went to Asia for the first time, and I, I could understand everyone. I was scared of not understanding, but actually, you can even make signs, and people understand you. And you just <laughs> yeah. feel like, oh my god, I'm yeah. really strong, and I'm so confident right now. And then you come back and you're into the real world and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it, back to work. <laughs> yes. So, so then you're at work and you're just trying to find your next trip. Yeah, always planning the next trip. Oh, my God, so many of us can relate to that, forever planning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So can you share with us one of your standout favorite travel memories? Like, what's one of your favorites? I think one of my favorites was when I was in Mexico 
Mm -hmm. I was with two friends and um, we decided to go from Playa del Carmen to to Chichen Itza, mm -hmm. so the yep. ruins. Yep. Um, and so we were traveling on the motorway and, you know, I love to speed so much and I was driving so fast. And the motorway is empty. It's all straight. You can go really, really fast, which is not good. And <laughs> there are even like huge spiders like tarantulas or something on, on the road jumping to the car and stuff like this it was really funny oh my <laughs> and God. so i was in this motorway driving super fast and i just saw a car with smoke and four people outside and so in my head in two seconds was like i stopped what if they are like because you know Uh, you see in Mexico there are gangs they are going to kill you and stuff like this mm -hmm. but I thought my grandfather uh, 20 years ago he his car broke down and he was making auto stop and someone stopped and thanks to this person my grandfather didn't die because it was uh, 45 degrees days um, yeah. Celsius yeah. and it was too hot and he wouldn't have made it if no one had taken it so in two seconds my head make this click and I just broke with all the strength that I had and so um, I broke the car and then I went backwards on the motorway what a great example I'm giving there was no one by the way so <laughs> I, I just thought it's too hot like I cannot leave these people here and so there were five people outside and I opened my window and I said you need help and they said oh how can you help me with and I was like actually I don't know how can I help you <laughs> I have a phone, I have water, and they were like, oh, thanks, please, we need water, because we don't have any. And I was like, where are you going? And they said, we are going to Chichen Itza. And I was like, ah, but I'm going there, but I only have two places in the car, and you are five. They said, oh, actually, there is a car coming, to, uh, a truck coming to pick this car up, but what if we go in the boot? And I said, okay, you, the man, you go in the boot? And the girls come behind. <laughs> so I just oh took all God. these people to Chichen Itza. And they were, they were so thankful. They were like, oh, wow. you know, there were a few cars that were passing. No one wanted to stop. We had no water. It was maybe like 42 degrees outside with no water in the middle of the jungle. There are huge spiders and stuff <laughs> that could hurt you. And they were there and they were just thinking oh my god my holidays are done and we are we have our flight at 5 p.m this evening we won't be able to see Chichen Itza but thanks to you then I will be able to so wow. I, it just made me shiver and think uh, actually my friends were like what if they kill us yeah. and I was like what they look like what a if family. they I don't, don't know <laughs> yeah exactly what, what if, if they, they die because we didn't yeah. stop I don't want to live with that in my head yeah. all the time exactly so I I was there and then I, I, I was helping us one other there was also in a shop in Mexico in the same place a very old man and he couldn't almost work and I just wanted some cowboy boots that I wanted to buy from him and he couldn't even walk and I felt so bad I just gave him a lot of money that I had like for me it's nothing but for them it's, it's a lot, a lot. Yeah. he started crying he was oh. like you're an angel That's you are so, so nice. good and blah 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 and it it made me cry too I was crying and I took him and I hugged him and I was like 
only this very little stuff for me it's maybe $20 but for them it's it's a lot of money it's maybe one week pay Mm. and he was so so happy to have this my friend told me you know your karma level is very high right now because you are a very good person and these words kept with me because I thought it's true and she said actually in this trip you help so many people Mm. you are very a helpful person and then I was like I hadn't realized that of myself <laughs> so that's so nice it made though. me feel that's, great yeah that's nice that that was something you were able to realize that you like to be able to help other people and that you know it, it doesn't always have to cost money like you know when you stopped on the motorway and helped those people you were going actually, there anyway so yeah and yeah. actually it cost me less money because these people said okay uh, Thanks to you, I can make this trip. So we are paying the the uh, the fees of the motorway. So oh, wow. I didn't have to pay the fees for the motorway because they paid for them. They said oh. we were going to pay them anyways, but yeah. with our car. But our car broke down, so I'd yeah. rather pay it here. Oh. And I was like, well, <laughs> you see, when you help someone, sometimes yeah. you get it back. Exactly. You don't have to help people to expect them to help you back, but if you help everyone as you can, obviously, you, know, you can help people coming out of you uh, naturally, then it will come back to you. Mm, yeah, definitely. What goes around comes around. I remember that saying. So exactly. where are you off to next? Where's your next trip? I'm going to the U.S. Um, I'm going to the U.S. to uh, California. Then I'm going to go to Arizona, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada wow. for my birthday. That will be in July, August. Yay! And then I'm going to the Philippines. Wow. Is the Philippines for Christmas, is it? Yes, and New Year's. And wow. I'm super excited about that because in the U.S. I have been already three, four times, but I haven't been in the Philippines and it just looks very awesome. I spend my days looking at videos of all the (laughs) islands and sharing it. I think my friends are so angry right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it and I can totally relate to you. I do that all the time too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you have any final words of advice that you would like to leave with our listeners? Yes, I think um, we block ourselves sometimes because we are scared of what could go wrong but you have to concentrate on what will go right because yes there must be something that will go right Mm -hmm. and you always get experience you have to be cautious uh, about how you behave and how you present yourself so that you don't put yourself into bad situations Um, it doesn't mean that you have to change who you are you have to stay who you are but just be careful and just believe in yourself and -hmm. and think okay there is all this that I can just achieve by just moving on Uh, if you're scared because you are in a bad relationship if your family is horrible to you don't feel lonely Um, well it's okay to feel lonely but like you have to understand that it's okay that you can move on from that. It will take time, but you will. And I'm always here if you need to talk about something. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> I think everyone will so, appreciate that. And where can, if, if someone wants to chat with you or connect with you after this episode, where can they find you? Well, on Facebook, I go by the name of Jew Russell. 
like the bad person. <laughs> we did laugh about that before we started. Because I was asking you how to pronounce your name and I'm like, um, you mean like the battery? <laughs> so, yeah. but how do, the, how do we spell it? Can you spell it out for us? Yes, that's D-A-W mm-hmm. and then it's Russell, R-A-C-E-L-L. Okay, that's great. And also, I know that you are in Solo Woman Travel Tribe, so if anyone wants to find yes. you through there as well, that might be a little bit easier to connect with you. So mm, Yes, and I post stuff almost every day. So. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, yeah, so just so that everyone has a recap, I think a real huge takeaway from this episode for me is – Really just instead of focusing on what can go wrong all the time is focus on what can go right and just believe in yourself and you are worthy. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I have found this. You're welcome. Just, yeah, I'm really inspired by what you've been through and where you are today. So yeah, keep sharing your magic with the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Good. And let's keep in touch and I'm going to talk to you again soon. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.